Hello and welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from The Coaching Revolution and you'll find us at thecoachingrevolution.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this episode of Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries and today for a huge change you still have me Sarah Short but with me we have Lisa Barkin. Alyssa Barkin. I'm interviewing Alyssa today for a change. It's the first time we've tried this format for a podcast so um, I hope you're going to find it as interesting as I found preparing for it. Uh, Alyssa is one of our mentees and she is a fantastic coach and rather than me tell you what Alyssa does let's let Alyssa do that very thing. So what I'd like to know particularly Alyssa is what's your background and how did you come across coaching? Hi Sarah thanks very much for having me and uh, hello to all the listeners out there. Um, So my background is um, in chartered accountancy I'm an accountant by trade and um, I've held several accountancy roles um, before moving into more commercial and analysis type roles a a few years back and um, thing about me is I enjoy so much working with numbers and being able to read and tell the story behind the numbers was always my thing and something that I uh, I'm known for in the professional world so um, of course Excel is one of my best friends and I've been uh, <laughs> I've been called the queen of spreadsheets on more than one occasion <laughs> um, and um, you know in in 2017 Um, in May I had a big birthday and I really started to question the impact that I was making both as a as an individual and as a professional so at that point I was in a very good job um, working for a multinational company and doing very well at adding to their bottom line Um, and this is where the contradiction was because I didn't really feel that the difference that I was making was enough I wanted to be able to use my skills beyond improving a company's uh, profit line. I wanted to impact people. So although to some extent I was already doing that because I gradually started to help friends and family understand the way that they were being taxed, for example, what the impact of their pension contributions was and just how to manage their finances in general, um, I wanted to extend my reach and be able to help other people as well. So after a lot of um, soul searching and internet searching, um, I realized that what I was doing was similar to something called financial coaching. So I started to read more about that um, and finally deciding to do a financial coaching qualification so that I can learn more about it. Um, That was in September 2017, so one year ago. Mm -hmm. And since then, A lot has happened. I don't even know uh, which one to begin with. But um, I started working with a few clients at the end of 2017. And the coaching element, I enjoyed that so much that then, um, you know, I'm I'm very academically oriented. So I decided to do um, a coaching qualification, uh, one year course with the University of Cambridge, which I'm now due to finish in November. But the most important thing for me was that coaching Um, gave me what I was looking for so I was looking to make a difference in people's lives and um, you know I haven't been coaching for very long but the transformations that I was able to see in the lives of my clients are really um, 
really rewarding and humbling. And I kind of have to pinch myself every day when I get a client testimonial that says financial coaching has changed my life. Brilliant. Brilliant. So Um, basically, even even those of us who are number um, orientated. Yeah. We all, because I'm about as far away from number orientated as it's possible to be. But it's coaching is, that's what everybody that I know that coaches has in common is that really burning desire to help other people. Exactly. Aren't we? Yes. That kind of sums it up in one (laughs) phrase. Absolutely. Whether whether we're people, people from the point of businesses or from the point of careers or from the point of finance or, or whatever it is, we all have this burning desire to use our skills and knowledge to help people. Exactly. I, I love coaches. We're, I've, I've never met a mean one. No, we're a great bunch of people. <laughs> so you started your course. Now, clearly, you're a numbers lady. You know your stuff. So what were you, what were you doing or what were you planning to do regarding um, business development for your own coaching business before you found us? Uh, right, uh, that's easy. Before I found you, I wasn't really doing much in terms of business development. I had only just started. So the um, the BD part of my business was purely based on word of mouth. So I would get new clients based on referrals from existing or previous clients. And, you know, although I'd started to think about um, building a website and I had bought a domain, I wasn't really using that for uh, business development at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... How did you find us? I think I was searching for um, coaching. I think I searched for a coaching job um, online. And then I must have found an article on LinkedIn. I remember for sure it was on LinkedIn. Um, And then that led me to the website. And I listened to a few podcasts. And I read a few blog posts. And I kind of started to relate with you without even knowing you I had already chosen my mentor even before I had my first contact with you so <laughs> I remember the first um webinar that you came on and mm-hmm. it was one that Paul delivered on managing client expectations that's yeah. how well I remember it because unusually I wasn't talking and so I was watching and you were absolutely riveted you were making pages of notes and you kept looking up at him and and back down and writing and writing and And I remember looking at you thinking goodness me that's an illustrious (laughs) webinar participant there and then we spoke the following day yeah and then the magic started to happen (laughs) (laughs) so what were you hoping for when when you kind of made contact because obviously you made contact by by registering for one of our the public webinars that we used to do we don't do them anymore but you were obviously hoping for something now you are a high flyer Alyssa you you know you have more qualifications than than most people would ever dream of so what were you hoping from us for what were you hoping for from us say it in English shall we Uh, Yeah. Um, So I joined in April 2018. And that was right after I finished the first module of my coaching course with the university. Um, It kind of dawned on me that although I could learn uh, more about running a business on my own and uh, from courses and materials I could find online, um, one, it would take me a lot of time, which I, I did not have. I'm very poor on time. And two, it wouldn't really necessarily be tailored to the UK market 
So I wanted to work with someone who has done this before, has made mistakes that I can learn from without having to go through the trial and error myself. So I'm a very practical person. Mm. And I did a cost-benefit analysis. And for me, uh, joining TCR was worth it. You did a cost-benefit analysis. Of course. I did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> You're fabulous. <laughs> so so what you were hoping for really was a hand to hold you, uh, hold yours to, to help you avoid the pitfalls that you absolutely know uh, I actually, I, these days I've started to call them rabbit warrens because they don't seem to be little potholes in the road anymore. They seem to be time-sucking kind of free courses that you can do online and you get to the end of it and you think, that's great, I've done all this stuff, but I'm no further forward and I'm still stuck in this rabbit hole. And, and, mm. and I take it that that's what you mean. You were looking for somebody to hold your hand and help you avoid the rabbit holes. Yes, so I wasn't I wasn't going down that route of um, do this free course and then at the end of it, when we've given you some value, we will say to you, well, in order to get real value, now you have to pay for this. And I would have wasted all my time doing that course just to get to the end of it and mm-hmm. find out that the really good stuff, I would have had to pay for it anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, the one-to-one interaction for me was important. I didn't want to go and learn this stuff in a group. I knew that I wanted it to be tailored to my own needs. So yeah, I really needed a mentor that I would work with that would be mine for the full (laughs) mentoring session. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. So that's what you hoped for. Yeah. What what did you get? Um, I think what I didn't realize was that I was actually joining a community um, and that I would be interacting and learning from all of the members in that community, not just my mentor. Mm. So that was one of the many bonuses that I got. Um, and of course, within that community, I found a safe place, uh, space for me to practice my presentations and my speeches and um, access to the webinars you've just mentioned and also other types of learning and knowledge sharing and getting feedback from other coaches. And mm. so just the community itself, it's a really... Um, great bonus that I wasn't actually actively looking for but uh, it was great to have in addition to what I was looking for. Icing on the cake. Yes that's right. (laughs) But for for me um, the community probably is the most important bit. Um, Mm. I I, I think that it's so easy when you work on your own which coaches do I mean Mm. I appreciate you, you you know you're still you're still being an accountant as well but when when you work on your own, it can be so easy to kind of sit behind your computer screen without having any interaction with people, and it can drive you mad. Mm. I mean, you know, quite literally, you can get you can go, what do you call it, cabin fever. You can get cabin <laughs> fever looking at the same four walls. So I, I, I love our, our coaching community. Me too. <laughs> so what did you discover that was unexpected to do with the coaching revolution? Um. Well, I guess there's the community element, which I didn't expect. <laughs> um, but um, I think I also discovered things about myself that I didn't know before. Um, for example, the fact that, that I enjoy public speaking a lot more than I thought that I would, given that I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that I enjoy mentoring others myself. So this wasn't something that I had considered as part of my offering before I started CCR, but now it's starting to 
really grow on me. So, yeah. yeah, it's always good when you, and this has happened with my coaching course as well, and you know when something's good, when you go into it and you actually discover something new about yourself, not just about the stuff that you were going to learn, which was going to be new anyway. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, so... I, I, I have a list of questions, so hence, hence my pausing. Normally, I don't do it like this, but because Alyssa is an incredibly organised person, mm-hmm. I'm also being incredibly organised, which is making me pause in a way that I don't when I'm not being organised. So what was the most challenging thing that you've done in, in your work with your mentor? Uh, I think it was a mental challenge. So I'm a millennial, and... I had this idea that the mentoring would be us discussing social media and search engine optimization and uh, marketing campaigns and how to launch a product or service um, in order to attract more clients. And while we did do some of that, the approach to winning more business was actually much simpler. Know who you are. Be very clear on how you can serve your clients know exactly who your clients are and just get out there and talk to people about it and offer value and the fact that this was so simple almost stopped me from doing it (laughs) being so regimented myself I said that can't be it 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 has to be more than that but I think it's really easy to overcomplicate things and to think that you need like an army of tools to be successful when actually what you need is a clear vision and the time to implement it. So getting my head around that was actually quite challenging. I think it was probably one of the most challenging things for me. Mm. So I didn't have any problems doing any of the technical work or anything that my mentor asked me to do, but just the idea of this is it. These three things are the ones that you should be doing. I don't know. It almost sounded too good to be true. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I I belong to a lot of coaching groups on social media, various coaching groups, partly because I kind of, you know, offer value, I hope, and partly because I'm really nosy. Mm-hmm. And and one of the groups that I belong to, there are often these threads that where people have written things like, um, right, I've got my um, CRM set up and I'm just about to create my lead magnet and I've got these opt-in pages and I've got my sales funnel and 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 then and there all these processes and and I'm going to do this and I'm going to paid Facebook ads and. And, and I've occasionally said, and I'm like, what are you paying in monthly subscriptions there? And they'll say, oh, you know, £200. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? £200 a month. And those tend to be the coaches that give it 12 months and they've stopped. They've mm. stopped because they, as self-employed people as individual self-employed people we have limited resources and those resources are time money and energy and how you spend them makes the difference to your outcome doesn't it and 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 yeah you said earlier you're you're time poor but by gum you are very good at organizing that time that you are poor with you know you you are extremely efficient in in your um your organizational abilities 
And, and, and I look at these people who are kind of spraying money all over the place in the desperate hope that it's going to lead to coaching clients. And it, it rarely does. It rarely does. Sometimes, of course, sometimes it does. But I, I hadn't actually thought about the fact that our, our system is so simple that it's bordering on the unbelievable because <laughs> we all know it works. <laughs> yes, it is. And I have to say, being a financial coach myself, what you've just described there, um, you see this in all areas of life, not just coaching, but the fact that you throw money at, at something just makes you think that now you, that's it, you've done your job and all you have to do now is wait and the clients will um, flood you, which is not the case. And what's unfortunate is that these coaches are in a community of other coaches who presumably have been through this before, but they're not saying anything. Hey, you shouldn't be spending £200 a month. Not now, anyway, not at this stage. If you're just beginning your business, all of that is unnecessary. Mm. Uh, you could be spending that money in in a much better way. <laughs> on a mentor, for example. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I said uh, to, on this thread, I, I said, goodness me, that, that all seems, um, you know, very interesting when actually, surely what you want is paying clients, isn't it? Mm. Uh, there's like a deathly silence. <laughs> Tumbleweeds blew through the thread. I was like, oh, perhaps I should. Are you still allowed to <laughs> in the group? <laughs> as far as I'm aware, they haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> when they realise that you're right, they're going to ask you to come back in, even if they did kick you out. <laughs> What's interesting is that it tends to lead to other people in the group sending me a message and saying, you wrote something really odd on that Um that thread and I just wondered what made you say that mm. and I said, oh well you, you don't have to do any of that I mean ultimately one day when when your your coaching business is thriving and you have 200 pounds sitting there just begging to be spent on automation mm. then you know give it your best shot but until then what you need is is a living actually is paying clients you need paying clients and then you don't get those through Facebook ads, no matter how targeted they are. And, and I can feel people going, but I got a coaching client through a Facebook ad. And of course, there, there are always the exceptions. And there are the big names who, who absolutely that's how they get their coaching clients. But we are not big names. We are little people who just want to make a living coaching people, making this massive difference in the way that we know that we can. Anyway, I'll get off my high horse now. <laughs> So if that if the most challenging thing was how simple it was, <laughs> what was the best thing? <laughs> um, the best thing was the feedback and the encouragement from my mentor and his ability to pick up um, clues, not so much from what I was saying, but from what I wasn't saying um, and his ability to build on that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very diplomatic person. So, um, and also I give situations the benefit of the doubt. So I won't immediately say something that's on my mind until I have mulled it over and did a cost benefit analysis and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Paul was very quick to pick up on clues um, that I wasn't even aware that I was sending and um, to quickly make me take action on those so that we can move on. So that's been great. Um, I also feel that I've made some new friends in the community. So they're 
on the same path as I am. They understand what I'm going through. We can help each other and we can basically, you know, get to where we want to go faster because we work together. So I really appreciated that. And um, well, there's been some highlights highlight moments that I was able to share with everyone, like some of my LinkedIn articles being um, selected for publication on some global media outlets. So that was amazing. Tell us us what global media outlets they were, because these were pretty impressive global media outlets. Yes. So one of them is uh, Thrive Global, which published two of my articles. And the other one is The Financial Diet, which published one. That's brilliant. Thrive Global is part of the Huffington Post. Yes, so um, Ariana Huffington is the one that's running that. Yes, so I was extremely pleased to be able to share with people in the group and to receive like honest encouragement and congratulations. So, you know, so many great things have happened and I, I don't think that I can choose one to say it was the best. And I've only just done five mentoring sessions. So imagine after the 10th one. <laughs> We should do a podcast after that. <laughs> yeah, but by then you're, you'll you'll be running the coaching revolution. <laughs> how, how do you, how do you feel about the future? Um, I feel very positive about the future. Um, when I started um, mentoring, the my offering then was just one to one coaching, but now I'm discussing with my mentor how to offer workshops and so face-to-face with people and training and also I have a one-year goal to penetrate the corporate market and start working with organizations so that I can reach as many people and help them improve their financial situation so I'm really excited about that very positive about the future yeah this is absolutely great so in a minute, I want to talk about your coaching business and who you work with and all of those things. But before we do that, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, hmm, maybe I need to work with the coaching revolution, what would you say to them? Mm, I think I would ask them, what's stopping you? <laughs> um, <laughs> if so, so there might be several things, right? Maybe they need more clarity in terms of what they can expect to get. So I hope that the podcast was able to answer some of those questions. But of course, um, a discussion with you or any of the other mentors should hopefully clarify things further. But I think for a lot of people, um, it's, the, it's the money element that they worry about, which just happens to be my specialty. <laughs> so, um, I just want to share with people the approach that I had um, when I did uh, my uh, my own calculations and my cost-benefit analysis. And, um, you know, the prices that the coaching revolution charges are on the on a per-hour basis are very similar to what a coach would charge for a coaching session. So if a person as a coach is not willing to invest this kind of money for their own development as the business owner. And I think it's, they're very unlikely to be comfortable to charge that amount for their own services. So it's a, it's a matter of mindset more than anything else. And I think for people out there, if you feel butterflies thinking about it, let me say that this is exactly what you should be feeling, right? If this um, is a stretch for you, then it means that you'll put more effort into making it work. So, of course, as a financial coach, I understand that 
a lot of people have uh, budget constraints. But at the same time, it's amazing how creative and resourceful people become when they really want something. So, um, you know, if my advice in a nutshell is to understand very clearly what you will get as a mentee. And if that's something that you know you need in your business, then, you know, make it happen. Chances are that you will need to do it anyway at some point. So you will only be wasting time and effort and money if you delay it. So do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) So let's talk about your coaching practice for a bit, because I, I was, I, I, have um kind of been around um when your mentoring sessions have been going on not obviously not hearing them but I've been around and and so I've kind of shared in your progress um around what you've been doing and you have a very very clear view of the kind of person that you work with and the kind of um benefit that that person can gain from working with you so who who do you work with right so I work with um, young professionals who are in a financial situation that doesn't agree with their um, own values and ideas about life. Um, what I, um, <laughs> the, the, the way I like to uh, talk about myself is I help people rewrite their financial stories. Um, you know, we... Whatever our financial situation is, um, it's just a reflection of everything that's happening in our lives. It's not just the money, it's everything. But we are the authors of our own story. And I work with people who are ready to change theirs. So basically, um, people come to me with a desire to improve their financial situation. And as an accountant, I give them the skills and the knowledge that they need. And as a coach, I help them identify what is it that's keeping them from doing it. So it might be their beliefs about money, maybe their conflicting values, or just their mindset in general. So um, it's a very powerful thing because we don't just look at the finances. Mm. We look at all areas of life and see what is it that is driving um, this story what story would we like to have and how are we going to get there mm. I remember you saying to me when when we were having a chat about your your ideal client your your kind of the perfect person that you work with that it was somebody who who was approaching their 30s and suddenly looked around and went hang on a second what do I have to show for this incredible amount of work I've just put in for the last x years and I remember being in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know so many people who've reached actually several milestone birthdays, and and I've had quite a number more than you have. Um, but and and you kind of get to that next milestone, and you think I, this isn't what I thought I'd be doing. This isn't where I thought I'd be. And, and I think that people recognise that. People recognise being young professionals who are working hard, earning well, and then suddenly go, I don't have anything to show for it other than a really good ability to drink fancy gin and tonic. That's <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, that's called lifestyle inflation, by the way, which is an article that I've just written on LinkedIn. Um, the tendency to um, spend more as you earn more, mm. which eventually drives you to having nothing to show for it, as you say. Yeah. but. Um, 
some of the important work that I do with my clients is um, we have a look at their situation and have a look at their own expectations rather than everyone else's expectations. Mm. And we work through their own values and beliefs and use those um, as a filter for their financial decisions. So I always tell people not to put themselves in a box and try and borrow um, live KPIs from other people. So if people around you have, uh, <laughs> have uh, yes, live KPIs, have you not heard of that? <laughs> I know what a key performance indicator is. I have never thought about having a life KPI. Well, life KPIs um, are things like, well, if you are in your 30s by now, you should have, um, you should have got a fantastic job and you should have changed three cars and you should have went on at least two exotic holidays and you should have done this and that and the other. If those are not your life KPIs, don't just borrow them from somewhere just for it to look good um, in your performance review, if you want. Mm. You are the one who sets the objectives and that's what I do with my clients and that's a lot of the work that we do and actually the money bit is the easy stuff. Uh, what's more difficult is um, changing the mindset. Money mindset. That's it. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wanted to get hold of you, Alyssa, if somebody's listening to this and thinking, that's all great about the coaching revolution, but actually what I need is a financial coach. How, how will we find you? Um, at the moment, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So my name there is Alisa Barkin, followed by the letters ACCA. Mm -hmm. So for everyone who wants to connect, feel free to send me a connection request. Um, and I'm also in the process of completing my website, which will be live very soon. Um, the address for that is www.thesavvycorner.com. But for the moment, LinkedIn is the best place to find me. Yeah, we, we all hang out on LinkedIn, don't we, us coaching revolutionaries? It's a good place to be. Yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> Alyssa, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I, I can't believe it's over now. I'm like, oh, I was only just getting started. <laughs> Thanks ever so much for your time. Uh, you are very, very inspirational. You, uh, watching somebody kind of go from, actually it makes a lot of sense now that I know you were going, this can't be right. It's too easy. <laughs> so <laughs> from being a, a very quiet um, and reserved individual to a, a huge part of our community, you know, a very important part of our community. So thank you so much. And uh, don't forget everyone, if you want to get in touch with Alyssa, you will find her on LinkedIn. She is Alyssa, A-L-I-S-A, Barkan, B-A-R-C-A-N. And then she has the capital letters A-C-C-A after her name. Thanks very much, Alyssa. Thank you. That's all from The Coaching Revolution. See you next time.